Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys, it's Sally here. I hope you're really well. And today, I will be talking about recruiting your cleaners for your serviced accommodation. So this is a live for serviced accommodation secrets, but also a podcast as well. And today I've been at the apartments with my team because um, we've had a brilliant team of cleaners, but currently we're down to one main awesome cleaner, um, my brilliant supervisor, Sarah, and also a couple more cleaners, but they can only do a certain amount of time because of family commitments. So they've got um, family members to look after and different other things. And our most awesome cleaner went and got a job. So that was so sad. So we basically are recruiting and I thought I'd share what's been happening today because it does seem to be a challenge to find good cleaners but once you've got them, it's like gold dust. Hi there, guys. Hi, Steve. Hi, David. Good to see you. So I'm in one of our one-bed apartments currently because we finished for the day. And one thing that happens every time we do this is that people um, say they're going to come and then don't. Um, but actually today it looks like we're successful with one person, which is pretty cool. Because um, I try and schedule about... I don't know, four people in a morning. So try and allow, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour per person. And then if we get on well with a person, we um, show them around the apartments. But I wanted to go through some key points. I uh, hope you're well, David, good to see you. So the first point is that your cleaning team and your cleaners are the most valuable asset you can have other than your guests coming, of course, because people absolutely expect the apartment to be spotless or your SA house, if you've got a house. And, uh, you know, because hotel rooms are really great. And so it's just saying my connection is a bit iffy, but I think I... And if it things to start finding fault with quite often because they sort of get a feeling of dissatisfaction they kind of think oh if you haven't cleaned it then you know what else might be wrong um so what you want to do is have a, a brilliantly clean property for them to come and stay at anyway because it's got to be much better than your usual household standard and much better than your normal kind of rented house because you haven't got somebody living there the whole time. You've got somebody staying and we have a minimum two nights stay. But sometimes, um, you know, if you have a, a one night stay minimum, people aren't there very long. So they get an impression of what it's like um, straight away. But you also want them to have a great time. There's no time to fix it if they're not there long. Now, obviously, if it's a longer stay, then, you know, you've got chance to come back and do a service clean. And uh, once a week, we tend to do that. We'll do it more often than that, but people have to pay extra if they want an extra clean. But, you know, obviously it's really important. You don't want hairs in the bathroom. You don't want food left on the plates. You don't want, you know, 
gunge anywhere it's got to be sparkling and also the great thing about that is that you keep the property brilliantly for the person who owns it so uh, or unless of course it's your property in which case it's for your own benefit you're keeping it beautifully so you're going to get really great reviews if your property is clean because people do expect it and why not uh, so we're currently 9.9, I think it is, for our clean cleanliness on booking.com as an example. So I'm really grateful to my team that we've managed to maintain that. It's really impressive. So, so happy about that. So really happy that, that they do so well. So the next thing is that it is a challenge to recruit people because uh, cleaning isn't something that... Um, everybody enjoys doing and some people just do it because they have no other job but other people they you know really take their work seriously and really have pride in their work so they're gonna do it to the standard that you need so it just depends how somebody's fixed you know with their uh, with their job situation what goals they have in life um, but how do you actually find these cleaners? The best way that we found, apart from word of mouth from our current cleaning team, is um, through Indeed as an example of a you know online recruiting uh, method. And you can sponsor an ad, so um, you can do that. I think it can cost like three pounds a day or something. But initially, you can do it for free, and so that doesn't cost you anything but you have a whole way of managing your candidates which is really helpful and so people uh, apply in response to your advert and then you can you know have all the details you want in there and then you can screen your candidates any way that you want and it just helps you manage you know you can see who you've invited for interview you can see um, who um, you don't think is suitable and who you you think maybe they will be and then if you do hire people then you can keep a whole record of everything in there so that will include your notes from phone calls your notes from the interview um, anything else that you know crops up that's important in the recruitment stage and I find it quite useful um, because when we've advertised with cleaners uh, before I've had people who obviously didn't really want to do the job and it was just because you know they needed to show that they were looking for work and so I've actually been able to um, take those people out of my list because I've got a history so it's an easy way of managing that and the other thing that you can do within um, something like Indeed is that you can send out template letters but just personalize them per person and so it's quite useful because you can um, tell them a bit more about the role so i have a second message that goes out once people have expressed an interest um, in which i explain that it's irregular hours because obviously when guests come monday to friday or seven days a week you know when you're going to have cleaning needed so we've got that at the moment. So on Fridays, we're going to need cleaners every week. But uh, sometimes you might have completely random um, guests. So especially if you've got leisure guests through booking.com. Hi there, Paula. Good to see you. Hope you're well. Good to see you at the weekend as well. And so sometimes you just don't know which days you're going to be able to offer 
work to your cleaning team or for how long so for example today we had three apartments that needed cleaning all at once because the team had been working together and they have a, a one bed apartment each and they're all in a row so um, everybody um, was needed today and so it's actually quite a good day to do interviews um, I'll explain what actually happened um, <laughs> afterwards because hoping to get somebody to come and do a trial shift but we've had to um, uh, reorganize all of that but if you've got um, a team and you can have several people at once I much prefer that because you can do a kind of hit and fade rather than one person being here for like six hours and so yeah we filter um, people out who aren't really interested or who want definite paid PAYE work because we say you know it, it's not guaranteed um, people are self-employed when they work for us because we um, can't guarantee a particular day and we can't guarantee um, a particular number of hours on that day. Some weeks there'll be a lot of hours and some weeks there might not be any. Because um, the thing is you need about, I don't know, three to five people, I feel, especially because we've got five apartments. It just works well that way. And then you've got cover for if certain cleaners are busy or got other commitments because the people who tend to work with us tend to have other stuff going on in their lives you know it's not their career and for us it's great because they're flexible and for them it's great because we're flexible so there's a bit of give and take hi Karina hi there guys good to see you and so we filtered out quite a lot of people just explaining that and people would say, oh, well, I need 16 hours minimum. And there are also aspects like um, to do with people who have benefits that they need in order to um, survive, the, you know, meeting the bills. And so we can't offer a fixed number of minimum hours. And so that doesn't work for them either. Hi there, Pam. Hi there, guys. So... Once you've got people who are interested, then in Indeed it's good because you can send an in interview uh, request with a time slot or, or selection of time slots. So that's what I'd actually done today. And so that works really well. And then they confirm it or not. So I'll do a bit of a, a summary at the end of what happened with that. But within the interview process, so once we've actually got somebody arriving for interview we don't actually interview them at the apartments we actually do it at a different location which happens to be the costa five minutes away or a bit less than that probably um because then it's a sort of neutral ground and so if the interview goes well that's great we can bring um the person around to see the apartments but if it doesn't go well you're on neutral ground so it doesn't matter and also we can buy them a coffee and have a chat and it's quite relaxed. And I find that works really well because the third thing that I like to do um, is to ask key questions. So first of all, you know, it's when are you available? When, um, what, how many hours would you like? That kind of thing. And also, you know, uh, what days would you, would you be available? Are there days you're not? Do you want to do weekends? There's all that logistical stuff. But at the end, we always ask them, um, if you had the chance to do anything in your life, um, you know, your dream, what would it be that you'd love to do? And so that really seems random to people. And I do warn them, it's a bit of a random question, but it's really good to find out about people and, you know, what they'd really love to do. Because although they've come for a job to be part of our cleaning team, 
it's brilliant to know what they're really about so that we work in harmony with them and we're moving in the right direction. So the next question as well is what's most important to you in your life? Which again, we kind of warn that that's a bit of a random question um, because you know they're coming for a part-time job as, as being in our cleaning team. But also then you can find out, you know, it may be family. So in this case today it was with um, one of our candidates and so we found out that, you know, he's going to be really um, focused on that. So if we know these things, it means we can work in flow with our, our team in that way. So say if somebody always wanted to have Sunday available to themselves, you know, to their family, we wouldn't ask them to come in then. So it's really simple, obvious things, but it's really important to know what people are about and then, you know, you can offer them a bit more responsibility, a bit more work, um, you know, depending on how it works for them. Whereas some people might feel bound to do extra hours when they didn't really want to. But if you don't know what else is going on in their life, then I suppose you find that out a bit more later as it goes as well. Then, you know, you, you can't know that in advance. So ask those extra questions is, is that key thing. And I also have a uh, a few extra things that I never used to ask uh, people about. So we have a really comp comprehensive checklist, a cleaning checklist, because that means that when people come for interview, they don't just think they're going to be running the hoover around. They know that it's got to be a deep, thorough clean every time. And so I did give our candidate today um, our rather long checklist that's physical and when he comes for his uh, tryout session we'll be ticking that off but we're transferring over to an app um, so iAuditor will have fewer items on the checklist and uh, the opportunity to take photos of the property so when the cleaning team arrive and then at the end when it's done uh, but it will still cover the same things but I think it's really important to find out um, if people are happy to do that kind of thing. So use a bit of tech on their phone. And also some of my team don't like changing codes or operating key saves. And that limits the amount of extra work I can give them. Because if they're more independent and they're happy to do that kind of thing for us, then that means that you know they can work without us needing to be here without our supervisor needing to be here if she's away or can't do things and so it just gives a bit more scope and a bit more of a, a better hourly rate for our team as well so the checklist and finding out those extra things that will are they willing to use an app and um you know work key saves and things like that i didn't ask that before and so when i ask people to do those kind of things they're like oh no i wasn't signing up for that so it's best to know before you go and some people i guess they won't want to do those things ever um but you know i think it's just um, if it's unknown, people perhaps don't want to. So once they know what it's about, then they'd be happy to. Um, I don't know how things work usually, so I have to do it a few times and then I figure it out. So what happened today, and I'll, re, I'll go back through my four main points, but what happened today was we were supposed to have four different people come. Um, one person said, could they come half an hour later? So I had to, I've got to postpone them till next week. And then so I replaced them with another person. 
and so that was fine who was going to be scheduled next week but applied later two people then couldn't come last minute and the first person um, got to Costa and they texted me no they hadn't they'd emailed me a minute before the interview to say terribly sorry and they couldn't come but only knew 20 minutes before and so that didn't work brilliantly so you do get a lot of no-shows and um, one of my friends is in uh, retail so in a head office and I've spoke to her about it before and she said that's just not unusual at all um, I can't remember if it was 75% of people just don't show up for interviews, something like that, a really high amount. And my view is that when people are coming for interview, that's the best it's going to get. So if they're not reliable then, unless it's a completely reasonable reason that, um, you know, is a one-off, then, you know, things happen. But if it's just a sort of random thing that you think, well, actually, you could have let me know before or, you know, I think that's going to happen every time you do to come to work um then you know it's you know it's really not necessarily going to work out with that person unfortunately um but the final candidate we had um he actually came a little bit earlier because he's very helpful because i contacted him and in view of our cancellations and he's great actually really gentle soul and really keen to do really good work and a great experience find out what's important to him and he's going to come and do a trial shift so it looks hopeful for um one candidate which is great and i've got three more people next week i've actually paused the job so um what you can do is close a job or pause it on indeed but i've, I've paused it at the moment because we had a real really big flurry of people and so i couldn't fit them all in on interview days um, but you see you have a lot of no-shows, so it's just as well. Um, and one of our teams, she suggested somebody as well. So that's great news. So roll on more interviews next week. But yeah, it's just a challenge really to find people who are happy to do the work, you know, and take pride in it and everything. So cross fingers for next week. But once you find them, just treat them brilliantly is what I would say. Because you need to keep them, they're like gold dust. And I'm just going to summarise those four points. So the first thing is that your cleaning is probably um, the most valuable um, thing that you, you're doing. Your cleaners are your most valuable asset. These people uh, can make or break your service accommodation business. Because if you get bad reviews for being dirty, having dirty apartments is really not good and hard to recover from. So you really want that high score. And um, so the second thing is a challenge to work out how to recruit people. I know um, different people use Gumtree and things like that or um, friends of friends and, you know, maybe um, parents of children. I was going to say mums at the school gate, but, you know, it can be male or female cleaners are, are good. And so people you know as well, but I find Indeed works pretty well. Um, and even though um, it's unusual perhaps temporary hours um it's good to warn people so don't just say it's a part-time job and then have loads of people to interview who expect it to be paye so make sure you filter out people who won't be interested 
Third thing is ask people extra questions. So what's meaningful to them in their life? What would they love to do in their lives, you know? And that just helps you be aligned with them and find out their values as well and just get to know them. And I think people appreciate that you're interested and care about them too. And also have a checklist of duties and so that people know the scope of what they're taking on and so that if they do the job well, they know what was involved. Whereas if you haven't really told them, they don't really know how to do the best job. Um, because we also, just to point out, we obviously give people an hourly rate and that we pay and we pay them a bit more if they take on more responsibility. But um, if you haven't told somebody what they need to do, um, but you're not happy with their work, uh, you know, they're not going to um, be able to please you or, or do it right because they don't really know what's going on. But also if they do it in a too detailed way, um, then they're going to take too long. So if you want it to take two hours to clean your apartment, and we did test cleaning the apartment ourselves, um, Sarah, my amazing supervisor and I, took us about six hours the first time. <laughs> because I'm a little bit too detailed um but we worked out actually doing things certain ways we had a whole process and um, it took two hours to do one bed for one person but as I said we do tend to do a hit and fade with lots of people all at once so it works well and it generates a nice team feel as well so yeah have your checklist so that people know what they need to do and look after those those cleaning team members and you know we we have a christmas get together and and just chat and uh get to know them so that's about it for today and if you've got any questions or comments please do put them in this post or on our service accommodation secrets page and in the group as well brilliant guys take care and i will speak to you soon thanks a lot Sharing the secrets of success.